1: Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in. WIP Daily, Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the show. Of course, our 94 WIP YouTube page. Check it out there. A ton of great content, including interviews on WIP, big ones, big segments. Uh, yesterday we had one, The Morning Show, had Dave Dombrowski on, Philly's team president. Great interview. I, I think Dave is the best interview in the city. Uh, good job by The Morning Show to get good answers out of him, ask good questions. But Dave really was forthcoming, honest. And I'm a, I always like to try to read between the lines when it comes to an executive and what they're saying, because they're going to they're gonna pump up their players, they're gonna make it seem like they're very comfortable with their roster, but they'll also acknowledge some things like, hey, yeah, we try to do this and that. And as I heard Dombrowski speak yesterday, you know, I thought about the team he's assembled and and how he spoke about the offense and the position players, and and he's felt and sounded very convinced that he's got a very good base there. And I didn't I didn't feel a sense of hesitation that he needed more on offense. That's not what I felt from Dombrowski, but I did sense just in how forthcoming he was with his pitching and the moves they tried to make. I mean, he went out there and said that they were a very aggressive bidder on Yamamoto, who went to the Dodgers. He mentioned two relief pitchers that, for whatever reason, circumstances decided to go to different teams. My guess is Jordan Hicks was the guy that they viewed as a reliever, wanted to start. The Giants got him as a starter. And then maybe Robert Stevenson, a guy that wanted to be on the West Coast, a reliever. So my sense is the Phillies want to still upgrade their pitching staff, even after spending a lot of money on Aaron Nola. And when I think about the fact that they did offer Yamamoto somewhere in the range of $300 million, it tells me they have money to spend. And as we sit here today, less than a week until spring training, there is such an obvious and perfect fit for the Phillies for what they want to do now, what they want to do in October, and for the future. And that is left-handed starting pitcher Jordan Montgomery. Most recently, with the Texas Rangers, helped them win a World Series last year. I think Montgomery is the most seamless and perfect and most logical fit if the Phillies are going to add one more thing of substance before we get to opening day. I like Cody Bellinger. We talked about that a couple days ago on the pod. If you missed it, check it out on the feed or on our YouTube page at 94WIP. I like Bellinger, and I think he could really help this team in a lot of ways. But Montgomery really is like, it's a seamless, it's a perfect fit for this team. So let's talk about why. Number one, he's good. He's a good starting pitcher. And I know if you look at fan graphs, they're number two right now in projected rotation war. Uh, they were number one before Kershaw came back to the Dodgers. You know, okay, they're a good rotation right now. But I do think this rotation, while good, it has a lot of projection to how good it's going to be. And what I mean by that is mostly Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola always looks good in projections because he has a nice track record. And he's a, the kind of pitcher that profiles very well if you using wins above replacement. He pitches a lot of innings. He gets a lot of strikeouts. He doesn't walk many batters. That, that is kind of like the recipe to be a, a valuable pitcher. But we know what Nola last year, he wasn't that good. He turned it around late September into the postseason. But your guess is as good as mine as what Aaron Nola we're getting this year. Is he the Aaron Nola he was two years ago when he got Cy Young votes? Maybe. And that Aaron Nola is certainly a top two pitcher in any rotation in baseball. Or is he the Nola from last year? Because that guy wasn't. And I thought it really held the Phillies back a lot during the season. And let's not forget that pitch clock thing that seemed to frustrate Nola a lot of the year. Not only is it still here, they actually ramped it up a bunch. And this has been almost under-talked about, under-reported this offseason. So now when there's runners on base, you know, no runners on base, they kept it the way it is. But runners on base, you now have two less seconds. So, I mean, you think about what we're dealing with here with Aaron Nola, I don't know. He's a good pitcher, solid pitcher, durable pitcher. I know they'll get 30 starts out of him, but your guess is as good as mine on whether his ERA is 4-5 or 3-5. So I think they could use another guy. And Christopher Sanchez, as a number five guy, is he going to be able to extrapolate what he did from June on last year into a full season? Again, your guess is as good as mine. So I see the upside for the Phillies rotation. I also see some areas where it's like, hmm, they could have a one, certain one in Zach Wheeler, but then a question mark at two. Ranger Suarez has ever pitched 170 innings. Taiwan Walker is more of a five most days than he is a three. He'll be the number four. And then Christopher Sanchez. Beyond that, boy, uh, you know, the, their depth right now is Dylan Covey, who it sounds like they're going to stretch back out to being a starter. And we know in his career that's been poor. And Kobe Allard, who they signed from the Braves, who's a rare young brave pitcher that really has never had any success at the major league level. That's their probably top seven right now. Maybe Mick Abel, if he gets himself together by the middle of the season, could be an option uh, in the rotation, but he really has not pitched super well in the minor leagues. He has not looked like uh, any sort of high-level prospect. He looks more like a guy that one day will be a, a maybe a mid-rotation starter at best. So that's the pitching right now. I think they could use an upgrade. Montgomery, last year helped the Rangers win a championship. His last three years, 94 starts, 3.4 ADRA, a 121 adjusted ERA, 3.6 strikeout to walk ratio. This guy could pitch. The Yankees made a major mistake a few years ago thinking he wasn't a guy that you could pitch in October. Well, he was and has been. He is a guy now in his postseason career has a 2.6 ERA in 37 innings. So he's been a big game pitcher. He's been a money pitcher, left-handed pitcher. I think he is because he had a kind of a weird starter's career up and down I think he's got a lot of innings left on that arm. I don't look at Jordan Montgomery as a guy that's, you know, he'll probably get a four or five year deal. Maybe he wants six or seven. I doubt he's going to get that, but I don't view Montgomery as a guy that's, you know, he doesn't have much left in the tank. I actually view it as the opposite Montgomery, although he's been in the big leagues for portions of years since 2017 has only thrown 755 innings in the major leagues. I I think he easily has, you know, 800 to a thousand more innings in that arm. It's just a matter of, of where he'll land and how effective he'll be and all that kind of stuff. But I think there's still good pitching left to Jordan Montgomery. And I like that he's not a guy that overwhelms. It's not like, oh, he gets into his 30s. How could he handle a loss of velocity? No, he's he's more of a guy that pitches in the you know low 90s. So I think he'll be able to sustain his, his ability for years. So I think the Phillies could use one more starter. I think that their depth is certainly – I would say thin at the back end. So if anyone gets hurt, even from a good staff, it's going to be an issue. NOLA, we don't know what kind of situation we're going to get. And then I think about this two big picture things. I think the Phillies have been a little too cavalier about, we're going to get to the playoffs. We're pretty good for the regular season. And I think we'd all agree with that. You know, Johan Rojas, we're just using that example, probably could hit 210, but if he plays really good defense, is he going to torpedo the Philly season? in the regular season? No. They're going to make the playoffs almost regardless because they have a very good team. And the National League right now has three teams. You probably could say that about what everybody else with some big question marks. Dodgers are great. Braves are great. Phillies are good. You know, Diamondbacks, can they take what they did last year and extrapolate it? Maybe, but they're probably pretty good. And then after that, your guess is as good as mine. Someone will come out of the central. Someone will surprise. Someone that was bad last year probably be better. Maybe the Mets. I mean, we'll see. But, you know, the wild card, just like last year, and this is what happens when you have six teams that make the playoffs, it's probably going to be an 84-85 win team making the playoffs. So the Phillies probably look at it like, we don't have to do anything. We're going to get to 87 or 88, barring major injury. Why should we throw all these resources in? Well, I've got two reasons for that, that point. It's not about the regular season. It's about the postseason. And let's just kind of play out the rotation in the postseason. Regular season, they could get through with Sanchez. They could get through with Tywin Walker. They probably get through if they have to throw, you know, 12 to 18 games of Dylan Covey and Kobe Allard and Mick Abel. And they'll probably make a trade for this year's Michael Lorenzo. They probably could get through. But into the postseason, let me line up the four for you and you tell me which four you like better. Okay, let's go with what the Phillies have right now. Zach Wheeler. Aaron Nola, Ranger Suarez, and whoever's pitching better of Taiwan Walker or Christopher Sanchez. That's what they have right now. Or they could do it like this. Zach Wheeler, Jordan Montgomery, Aaron Nola, and, and Ranger Suarez as the four. I mean, that, that second one, that stands out. If the goal is to beat the Braves again, and the goal is to beat the Dodgers again, that stands out. Jordan Montgomery in October stands out. In it last year, Jordan Montgomery held left-handed hitters. To a 6.39 OPS, that's Freddie Freeman, that's Shohei Ohtani, that's Matt Olson. That I mean, that's that's the guys you've got to get out. And they only hit one total home run any lefty against him last year, the regular season. That's what I'm thinking about. The not just the now, but the short term future of October. This guy helps you win a World Series more than not bringing in a guy like this. That just relying on what you have. And then, big picture, we'll give Tucker a chance to come in with his thoughts. You know, the Zach Wheeler future is up in the air right now. I I think there's become a a trust level with the Phillies because they've handed out a lot of long-term contracts. They pay a lot of people and they're willing to pay their guys to keep them. We just saw with NOLA. But Zach Wheeler at this moment is unsigned beyond this season. Jordan Montgomery could be a hedge. and could be insurance if Wheeler does somehow depart. And although the NOLA thing worked and they didn't re-sign him before the season. They played the season out. He went to free agency and he came back. Dombrowski did admit he was nervous that he was going to go to the Atlanta Braves. Well, if you notice, the Braves didn't lock themselves in this offseason with anything long-term. They took on a little bit of Chris Sale's contract and they crossed their fingers. He could stay healthy. Maybe he will. But if you look at the Braves, that offer they have could go to Wheeler next offseason. And Wheeler is from Georgia. So, as much as we worried about Nola going to the Braves this offseason, wait till next offseason if Wheeler's a free agent because the Braves are going to be the team that are probably going to be on that as much as anyone, probably the Yankees as well. I don't know if the relationship with the Mets is fully sour that he'll never go back, but the Mets probably would have interest. The Dodgers always would have interest. The Giants who drafted him would have interest. So there's all these big market teams. That's, the Cubs, who haven't really spent much this offseason, but when you pay a manager $40 million, you want to win, they could have interest in Zach Wheeler. And as much as the NOLA thing felt like, yeah, let's tack an extra year on, we'll make this work out. Wheeler's a better pitcher. If I'm Zach Wheeler and I'm his agent, the number starts at four, 40 million per season. The Phillies could pay it, but if he has another big year and gets to the open market, we never know what could happen. Montgomery could be a hedge here. And okay, into the future, at least you know you have NOLA and you have Montgomery and you hopefully have Andrew Painter in 2025. Tucker, what are you thinking here? Is uh, Jordan Montgomery remains a free agent Dabrowski yesterday, great interview on WIP. And it seemed to me like he thinks he needs more pitching, even though he's saying he's all right with the pitching.
0: Yeah, I mean, even just kind of reading the tea leaves, right? They're in on Yamamoto. He was very apparent about that. They're in on Jordan Hicks. They were in on on Robert Stevenson, we presume, was the the third guy he was talking about. And you, you kind of look at what he said, and he wants to give younger guys chances to play, right? And if they were to add someone like Cody Bellinger, that would probably force Johan Rojas out of a job or at least into a platoon with Brandon Marsh. And I don't think they necessarily want that at the moment. And with Kyle Schwarber, you know, basically now just a part-time outfielder at best based on what he said about him. Like, I just don't think there's room in the outfielder or in the field for, for anybody. He mentioned that free agents want, you know, guaranteed playing time and they aren't in a position to give that to Cody Bellinger or to, you know, any position player right now. So that does lead to pitching, and you're right, the best guy available is Jordan Montgomery. And it's interesting because he doesn't fit the profile of the guys the Phillies normally go after. He's not a big strikeout guy. His career caper nine is around seven, it's only five in the postseason for a guy who's had a lot of success in the postseason. He even pitched against the Phillies last year as a member of the Cardinals in the wildcard round, um, coming out of the bullpen, pitched three scoreless innings. He's had a lot of success in the postseason without generating a lot of strikeouts, which I think is interesting. Um, But I look at him and what he could bring. It reminds me a little bit. He's a higher profile, but it reminds me of when they signed Taiwan Walker last year and what I thought of that deal. Because when they signed Taiwan Walker and they gave him $18 million per season, now it didn't necessarily work out to that extent. But I thought it was a hedge on Aaron Nola, right? If, hey, if Nola can't come back, this is a guy who can give us 170 to 200 innings every year and he can, you know, be a major league average to above average pitcher while eating a ton of innings. And obviously they re signed Nola and and Tywin Walker is kind of stuck at the bottom of the rotation, but I kind of feel the same way about Jordan Montgomery and and Zach Wheeler. If, if they don't think they can get a deal done, which I think they can. And I think they will. I, I just think it's a lot of motivation on both sides to get a deal done in the next month or so before the season starts. But I think if they were to go out and sign Jordan Montgomery, it would be a hedge on Zach Wheeler. And if he comes back, then that's great. And you have four guys at their top of rotation in Wheeler, Nola, Suarez, and now Montgomery. I think that rivals the top four of any rotation in baseball. And when you go into a playoff series where, I mean, Taiwan Walker, Dombrowski admitted yesterday he was their four starter, and they didn't need a four starter until game five, game four of the NLCS. Like They were fine. They made it that deep. And maybe, you know, you go deeper into the NLDS or you go deeper in the wild card series, you need a four starter. But you have those four guys, one through four, and you can maybe move Suarez to the pen. You can put Montgomery in the pen at times. It would be unbelievable. It it would rival any other rotation in baseball.
1: It would. And the other part about Montgomery that really fits the Phillies, and I think fits them now into the future, he doesn't come with draft pick compensation. I mean, the Phillies have to obviously be aware of this. They've spent a lot of money. They've lost draft picks because they've signed free agents, Turner and Castellanos. And eventually there's a cumulative effect of that with your farm system where you're just missing out on chances to draft high-end players at a high school or college. Jordan Montgomery, because he was traded last year, no qualifying offer, no draft pick compensation. He he's checked so many boxes. Lefty rotation, good, you know, really good right now. Could be good into the future. Not many innings on his arm, kind of like Wheeler was when he got here. I don't think it's going to cost the sun and the moon and the stars like Yamamoto. No draft pick compensation makes you better for October. Hedge on Wheeler. Every box is there. It's just about the Phillies trying to get this done. If the objective is to win the World Series this year, Jordan Montgomery. Fits that objective. Go get him. I think he's a perfect fit for the Phillies before we get to opening day. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. We'll talk soon.